Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, the Dark Prince of Nerd Media. And joining us this week, Michael Damiani. Hi, Dark Prince of Nerd Media. <laughs> Hello, Michael Damiani. Daniel Bloodworth. <laughs> Greetings, Dark Prince of Nerd Media. Greetings, Daniel Bloodworth. <laughs> Brandon Jones. <laughs> and making this all happen, Ian Hink. Salutations, Dark Prince of Nerd <laughs> Media. Salutations, Ian Hink. Uh, why don't we start Corrections Music, please? Jones, when you brought Half-Life 2 to Hall of Greats, I did give it one vote. Yay! Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it happened. I, you must have made a great case, or we are allies. I don't know what happened for me to <laughs> give you a point. I don't think we've ever been allies <laughs> in that yeah. sense. Yeah. We have allied before, but not on Hog. Um... Oh, Jones, somebody gave you the phrase that they think you were looking for. Minimum viable product, MVP. So the least you can do to still make money is the MVP. The oh, cool. Yeah. Which is funny because I heard it on... confusing term. Dude. Yeah, that's a weird set of letters to choose for that. Yeah, yeah but I think I heard it on Jimquisition this week even. I'm like, oh, okay. It just sounds like the opposite of what it... Is well, well, because wait, wait, wait. of most valuable player. Well, the, is it the same abbreviation as the term like you know like CPM is not like clicks per milli. Like when you do an advertiser ter- terms, like they they say something different. Like Nintendo GameCube was like also like GCN. You know, maybe they have a different three letter abbreviation. I think they call it MVP. Huh? Okay. Right. What's what's yeah. our MVP here? How many Digimon do we need? Uh, you know Mahomes. that kind of thing. Yep. Uh. Half-Life Alex only works with Oculus Quest if you have Oculus Link. So that's the thing where it's basically just a USB cable that you plug into your computer, uh, which is not the point of the Oculus Quest, but apparently people love the Oculus Link. Oh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. VR yeah. fans love it. Does that is it because Quest is cheaper and then you get the full it res is. or something? Yeah. So basically oh. you're getting a, a high-end VR headset for pretty cheap. Um, also, in regard to that, uh, the Valve Index controllers are not gloves. I'm pretty sure we all know that on the panel, but sometimes we get a correction where it's just like, did we say that? So you guys d- said gloves a lot, and I thought about correcting you, but I thought you were just speaking, like, metaphorically or something. So, you have floating gloves in the game. You, that's like the only thing you see of your character is her floating hands. So you definitely have gloves in the game. The Index controllers do track your fingers, but they are not gloves that you insert your hands into. Uh, got a lot of heat, got a lot of flack for saying that Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu underperformed. A lot of people going, <laughs> 11 million copies? <laughs> That's underperformed? Okay. Maybe do your research next time. And so here's why I say underperformed. Here's why I say this. is because the Nintendo Switch underperformed last year. And you're like, <laughs> 30 million copies? That underperformed? Here's the thing, though, is Nintendo makes predictions for how well these things will sell. I believe they thought Pokemon Let's Go and Let's Go Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee would have sold more than they did. I think they thought it would just push more consoles than they did. And so when I say underperformed, that doesn't mean it sold poorly. It means performed less than it was presumed. Didn't to. meet expectations. Yeah. Yes. The 11 million was worldwide sales. Yeah. The only thing I can think of that in your defense, Kyle, maybe is uh, initially out of the gate, like NPD sales. Maybe I don't know this, but would uh, maybe NPD sales were behind like other territories. So maybe other territories carried the slack for that one. I don't know. I remember it being like one of the results they put out, their quarterly results. It had just either each version or them together had just only broken a million. And it seemed I was like, oh, that seems like a little slower than usual. But that's just for our territory. I think it did launch slow and apparently it had long legs. Yeah, that's what I would guess. So maybe initially that was like the, you know, the knee jerk reaction. I will say 
defensive Pokemon fans? Not my favorite fans. End corrections music, please. Uh, it's time to play Santa's video game advisory board. This is, of course, where Santa Claus, who's just not very good at video game presence, mm -hmm. he asks for us for advice on uh, wishes that he receives. Has he, has he learned Unity yet? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think he just kind of waves a wand and the games come together. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's still not easy for the him. The elves code it. Yeah, and probably a lot oh, of elf yeah, work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, if we're being honest. Um, and so... He can't spend all of his time making all of these game wishes come true. He's got to make some choices. And so he sends us some of the things he's not sure about if they should exist or not. And uh, we decide, the panel decides, if these video game wishes should indeed be gifted this very Christmas. Hmm. Dear Santa, I want a big, epic RPG like The Witcher 3, but I want to play as a kaiju. Thanks, Jayzilla. Ship it. Now, if you're not familiar with the, the, the word kaiju, that just means giant monster. Mm -hmm. uh, Godzilla-sized monster, a city-sized monster. It's like a big bakemono. Yes, a big uh, bakemono. I, I hope that helps you. <laughs> this is a great yes. idea. I, mean, it, I think this is a great feels, idea. I mean, yeah. yeah. It feels so vague that it's like I don't know what to say for or against it. Like, it just, like, sure. You're not lit up immediately when you hear this idea? Are there other kaiju? I just have a lot of questions. Yes, please. Uh, are we leaving the planet? No. Okay. Uh, are there other kaiju on the planet? Yes. Okay. Are we all fighting against them? Are any of those our friends? Are we getting quests from them, or is this the kind of thing where we're, we're kind of working with some humans, and so they're the ones sending us on quests? I think it's- you say Witcher 3, and there's, there's got to be some sort of like interaction yes. dialogue-wise. Are there romantic storylines? Yes. Oh. Most with other humans uh, who do give us our quests. Okay. Yeah. Can the kaiju talk? I just need that cleared up. But. The kaiju can talk, yes. Okay, so they're like Mothra. Yeah, but yes, they're not cool like Mothra. Well, right. Yeah. But they can at least communicate psychically with human beings. No, I think they talk. Like you asked. In this I, one, they literally just speak. I think they speak, yes. Oh, awesome. Even with big, better. booming voices. Oh, great. Is there a character creator? Are we? Is there like one title? Yeah, there is a, there is a character ah, creator, yes. Nice. Yeah. That's, this just keeps getting better and better. I super want to play help. this. Yeah. <laughs> Witcher does have, like, big bosses. I haven't played yeah. Witcher, so... This is almost, like, dull in its coolness, you know? Wait, I thought Witcher does... Like, the, like, the uh, opening, uh, I had to catch a RPG, griffin. I'm thinking, like, a, like, the boss is usually way bigger than you. I so mean, if you're already a kaiju, the boss would have to be, like... Not kaiju-sized bosses, no. Yeah, so... Well, I meant, like, in relation to Geralt, how big is any... I fought a big boss? griffin in, like, the first half hour of right. Witcher 3. But that's what I mean. Like, that's, like... Smaller than like a dragon's dogma boss. Yes. Okay, I get you. That, yeah. Like so scale. So, yeah. We'll, we'll say like one there. and a half times your size okay. will be the the boss fights. Well, cool. Kaiju variants like King Ghidorah is like huge compared to Godzilla. You know. True. Like, big. I was just envisioning a fight where the the boss was like as big as the planet or something in the sky. You know, just this huge fight. That's the final boss. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we're not leaving the planet though, so we're we're stuck on it. Sorry, Jonesy. Oh yeah, I'm just oh, that that at by the end of that game, you, you know, it's just gonna be a parking lot, man. I mean, you're just gonna do you go have underground gone everywhere and crushed every tunnels? There's like underground combat. There is Kaiju's underground combat, under combat, but then, it's all dark. You can't see. <laughs> Ooh, can unless you, you blast your mouth laser. Can you yes. incidentally crush NPCs underfoot? Yes, that's a huge part of this. Game. Is that oh, the morality? Yeah. Is, is that the, how it? How, yeah. Is there morality based on that? I didn't think there'd be morality okay. based off that. I don't feel like that's but part you of do the kaiju lose quest code. Lines. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it just yes. takes content. There's a, a tally, a meter of the world's population, and it just yeah. slowly starts dropping. Also, I think step. every time you speak, it should hurt the ears of the humans if they're not prepared. <laughs> you have to, yes. Even if they're friendly to you. And and you can crush love interests, mm-hmm. and it'll bring yeah. up a prompt. It's like, oh, they would have loved you. <laughs> it tells you. Yeah. So we're making this. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, it's Santa. Happening. Get to I it. I think someone should actually make this. Yeah. This is a great idea. Just, It's a good Christmas wish, a good yeah. video game it's wish. It's a great Kaiju Dreams level, apparently. That's uh, one of the one of the top ones I've seen. On the scene. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'm in for that, actually. Um, news this week. Uh, sometimes you get a headline, and it's, it's like a it's, it's schadenfreude. It's a, let's all point at this thing and laugh. I don't know if I'm totally up for pointing at it and laughing. I think we can have a little discussion. You're not. This is fascinating. Yeah. Mm. You're not ready to laugh at this. I'm not ready to. Maybe you'll warm me up to it, Jonesy. Okay. Battleborn. Oh, okay. Is on its way out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's dying. What's Battleborn? Battleborn is (laughs) Gearbox's other franchise. What's Gearbox? So Gearbox is the. uh, The guys who made Aliens Colonial Marines. What's Aliens Colonial Marines? So that is a first-person aliens game. Uh, Cease bit, please. <laughs> What's a game? <laughs> is this a game? What's a uh, so the the rollout is why this is interesting, right? Lots yeah. of online games get shut yeah. out, shut down. So uh, immediately, without warning, this game was not for sale on PC, PlayStation Store, Xbox One, on digitally. Delisted. Delisted immediately. Uh, so we can't go to those virtual stores and get those but i mean we could still go to gamestop gamestop's got to have a battleborn right oh sure so yeah there is still that um the in-game currency will become unavailable after february of 2020 so you know a few months from now we won't be able to buy the in-game currency anymore uh which sucks because i love to save time when i'm playing games uh and then finally in january of 2021 the game will go offline forever and you're like oh okay so that's just the offline modes no that entire game was online only and so no one will be able to play that game single player for the rest of time presumably um unless it's posted on some private server somehow and you you reviewed that right i did and i went back to watch it just out of curiosity when i saw this news i was like oh yeah let me just get, you know take a stroll down memory lane and that was before i got the booth before we, we had got that back from uh, uh okay. from Viacom. oh and so that you could just hear i had my headphones on you can like hear the garage i was yeah. like oh yeah it's got stars it's got crappy vo it's it's early easy a early easy a early early but uh but it did have like a single player campaign where you didn't have to play with anyone oh yeah yeah i played through that but i when i went back and and listened to that i was very uh critical of like how you bring in other co-op partners and how they have to you can't just bring in a guest they have to be like on an account like on a playstation account on an xbox account they have to beat the first level to even like join you like right if you're if you're just jumping into an online you're like oh i want to play any mission it's like we'll randomly select the mission you can't like pick it there's just a lot of weird uh, restrictions for a game that was like you know just seems super. It's very not Borderlands. Like Borderlands is just very, like yeah, go nuts. Just You're right. It is kind of at least when it's online. Fun. Yeah. And it was just very strangely restrictive. So yeah, uh, if you go to a library after February 2021 or January 2021, you you rent out Battleborn. Right. You take that home. That is a worthless disc. Mm-hmm. And so there's a conversation, and I had this thought on the drive over. Maybe I'll throw this at the panel. Who doesn't seem too bummed about Battleborn going away forever, but about game preservation. And so, in a weird way, panel, I feel that games are preserved almost better now than before. Even though this game is going to be deleted forever, we will have access to 
complete playthroughs from hundreds and thousands of people, maybe thousands of people, of what the game was like to play when it launched. And I almost feel like that is a more accurate preservation than we have of an NES game. Because when more we play, accurate? Yeah. So if we can play through an NES game, right, we can play through it. We can die down the pits. We can play all those levels ourselves. But, but people discover, like, new secrets, like, 20 years later. You can't sure. do that. It's a video. That's an exception. The secrets are an exception, yes. But you get a better impression of what this game was like to people playing it at that time. And we don't really have that for most NES games. Oh, you're saying you don't get people's reactions. Yeah, and so okay. I almost feel like this this area that we're in now with with so many Let's Plays and live streams out there, that almost like, I almost prefer this type of preservation we have now than simply having ROMs of old things and looking back and saying, haha, this is old. Do you know what I mean? Right, but there's also the level of we don't know how long these streams are going to last. Yes. We don't, there's anything you could get unlisted, YouTube could say, hey, anything that's fewer than a thousand views we got to get rid of is just taking up too much space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, like, it, it's, a, it's an interesting thought, Kyle. I mean, there's definitely a lot of value in seeing how a game was viewed upon release, like how, how, how it was consumed, how it was experienced, because no matter, I, I mean, I think it's easier to go back and play in any, okay, let me rephrase that. For, for someone who grew up in the era of an NES game to go back and play it, that's not too terribly... like They can kind of like put themselves into that mindset. But for newer generations of people, they will never have that. Yeah. They have to go back and play this antiquated game that they're going to be like, wait, people played this and stuff? Mm-hmm. Where to them, it might be more valuable to go and look at videos and be like, hey, that looks familiar. These people are getting excited and cheering and all this stuff about this game. That's what they do now for like Fortnite and Apex Legends and, and Dota too. I would love and to like- watch somebody's first playthrough through Sonic 2. Like, How fun would that be? Yeah, like I, I get that. I think there's there's definitely value in that. Uh, at the same, t- I mean, honestly, I know you weren't advocating for one over the other, right? But like, I think both, like they both work, and so well together. I think both should be equally pushed for preservation. One, mm-hmm. documenting how it was when it came out, and two, preserving it so anyone could try and play it. You know, in the future. Through yeah. the well, I mean, yeah. that's why there's so much work being done to preserve magazines and advertisements yeah, and all these things. Like, like, that's a good point. Trying to get that culture as well. I think the magazines are super important. That's yeah. literally like how a lot of us go back. When we do like retrospective stuff like that, it's like digging through old interviews. It's digging through magazines. It's mm-hmm. digging through like old news report stuff about how people viewed the games and like it's kind of funny to go like watch some of those like what was the one like special on like video games like the new Super Nintendo's coming out and it's like these like ink like this TV news anchor talking about the Super Nintendo like it's just like the weirdest thing ever and it's like it's it's a video game like oh, oh they, they superimpose them in the F Zero card yeah like they yeah, don't yeah. get it back then like oh this is something new and unique oh yeah, yeah yeah I remember like a lot of people didn't understand the idea of a new console I was like I've already got a thing that plays video games why do I need another one mm-hmm. whereas yeah. like now we're so used to the cycle like, but, yeah. yeah like something like that is going to get, like, I think, lost over time. Like, obviously, if anyone's, like, teaching a class on it or someone's doing the research, be like, oh, games were new back then. It was different. But, like, you don't really get the understanding of, like, because they're going to become so, you they are so ubiquitous pretty much now that it's just, hmm, how can I imagine a time, like, like for people who grew up with, like, the internet and never, like, they don't know what, what life was like without the internet. It's like, how do you imagine, like, they go back and watch movies. They go back and watch stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I, it's definitely valuable for that. I, I definitely think that's uh, very worthwhile. The uh, funny, the funny thing with this game is because it's online dependent. There, 
to some extent, I guess because of the cost benefit analysis, whatever, it's not worth it to them to put in however much, probably a lot of work it would take to make it so you could play it offline, like to preserve. Right. You know, like the disc would still work or whatever. Like they've even decided like it's not even worth it to us to do that if it's possible. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, but they're like, they're killing this game. Like they decided it's financially not worth it even to try to patch offline capabilities into it. Yes. And I should make it clear it was a 2K call over a Gearbox call. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They is somebody. They is the business people. Well, didn't they kill yeah. this when they made it? Because they, this was the way it's built. It has to be online. Yeah. You yeah. know, for a lot of games are built this way for reasons I don't understand. Like, it's just, uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess Ghost Recon Breakpoints the same thing. Like, you have to be, it's got to log in to right. Ubisoft servers. Like, right. you have to, yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think that's the thing where the, the difficulty was this comes in because you're talking about, oh, going to, you know, GameStop and getting a disc. But I mean, the disc is kind of irrelevant already. Like, even from day one because of all the patches and stuff that we have. And particularly a couple of years later, like the game has been transformed so much that like the disc really, I mean, it stalls, it installs some assets and some textures and some things like that. But who knows how much they've transformed the game since it came New out? New characters they've added. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, like MMOs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they're private servers, but like in terms of like patches, content balance updates like that, you may be able to play a version of a game once it's taken offline. But like to be able, to, even when you're playing it actively. Like the a version of a game, like playing Final Fantasy fourteen, you cannot play a Realm Reborn. That ex- exact experience, you can't play it that way anymore. So much has changed from how things work then that t- today to Shadowbringers that it actually visually to the average person might not look like that. But there are so many things you that don't exist anymore, and they're gone for good. It's like that, like. Part of this, I feel like we talked about this at a previous episode or something like that. We talked about a lot. Game preservation, But basically, uh, my point uh, point I tried to make then, I'll make it again here, is that for certain games, especially games as a service, it's really disheartening when a single-player game or a game that can easily be an offline single-player experience is lost to time. Like, that really shouldn't happen. When it comes to an online game that was meant to be played with other people in a community game as a service, I think even if you bring it back and something like, uh, if you had a way to play it by yourself, it's not the same. You aren't getting the real experience. It's almost not worth it at that point because it's a, it's a doing a disservice to the game and you're not getting like a legitimate experience of what it was like to play it, which, as you said, you started this conversation, Kyle, yeah. videos of that would do you better in yes. that situation because then right. you would actually understand what how it was played, how people were playing it versus I'm going to solo this and like that people used to do with 24 people or 72 people or 100 people. It's like that's no, that's not even remotely the same. Yeah. Are we sad about Battleborn in particular? Sad for the developers. Sad for people who who have worked on this and we're proud of it, um, because it is a very colorful, crazy game. Like, the, and that was like, that's kind of why like, you're sad. That's why I said in my review, I'm like, I'm like one of the things. Well, it's one of the critiques that uh, oh, Brad reviewed something that was an Overwatch esque game. What the heck? Oh, uh, oh the hello, e- the Epic game. Uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Boss Cliff, Key, Cliff's game. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And he said one of the things that's hard is lawbreakers. 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 Yeah. When when you're looking across the field, it's not like oh, it's that character. You're like who's I don't 
You know, like these, they, they don't stand out. And like the characters <laughs> in Battleborn do stand out, like the way they animate, the stuff that they do. Some can fly, some can't. Like, like it, it, it did do a good job of really like making them, you know, if you have like more than one person like in a match, like you can, de- it definitely changes the personality of the match. I just like a lot of Gearbox stuff, the jokes are hit and miss. Like the world, I thought really wasn't as developed as it was. It kind of an interesting story. Um, so it's frustrating that like people that did do a good job making these characters distinct and like kind of setting up, you know, a cool story. And they were just like kind of doomed from the start because um, the game wasn't uh, it just wasn't going to last. And it's interesting that, you know, on one on one hand, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that their job is game preservation. So this stuff just absolutely kills them. It's kind of like I, I imagine the same people that ha- handle like animal conservation that just like are, are screaming into the wind about all these horrible things happening around the planet. And just like nobody's really listening. But the same hand. I'm same sure time, one's a little different than the other. Um, yeah. Not to them. I mean, like to a game concert, you know, like to somebody who's I trying to get probably still is different to them. <laughs> a species, it, to a the living person species? doing it, you know, like to the person actually involved in it, like yeah. it's their job. You can't say the jo- like I care more about someone else's job than I do my own job. You I know, if I that, spend yeah. night and day, five days a week for twenty years doing something, you know, like I, I care very much about that. And it's not as a, I'm not saying that, like a game is more important than a life. It's just that that frustration of trying to communicate to the world that this is a tragic thing and it doesn't seem like people are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like. You know, when I go see a concert, I, I can't repeat that. I can't like, oh, I'm gonna go back to that Michael Jackson concert I went to. Like, you can't, you can't. That's it. So it's like other art forms. Like, this is just the way it is. You know, like, you, there are some experiences that you absolutely cannot replicate. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me think of. I just watched Age of Ultron, and uh, there's some wacky dialogue in that movie. But I love uh, one of uh, uh, Vision's lines. He says, like, you know, uh, Ultron says, "Humanity's doomed," and he says, "Yes, but something doesn't have to last forever to be beautiful." So it's like, yeah, there is kind of like a, you know, there is a beauty to the tragicness of some of these things, to something being, for me to talk to somebody about Resident Evil Outbreak, and it's like, you missed it. You know, like, I have played that, I played it with bots, I kind of got a sense of it, but it's like, no, you, you, you know, you had to be there at the time. Mm -hmm. The latest news section on the Battleborn website hasn't been updated since 7-29-2017. Yeah, that's why, like... (laughs) I don't think it's that funny that it has to shut down. It just kind of seems like a natural thing for the game at this point. Yeah. We've had our jokes. I've made fun of that. Yeah, penguin. I mean, even it lasting for an extra year from now, it's, it's quite a long time. If anything, it overperformed. <laughs> and that is a sad thing as well. Of Just like, you guys can play for another year. And it's like, well, what a sad year. <laughs> you know, like. It's weird. I kind of want to jump in. Let's jump in. Nah. I, like, I want us to like kind of jump into it. <laughs> okay. But we but- can't. We have to go to GameStop. Yeah, we gotta go to GameStop. GameStop. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if I can re-download it. If it's like PT, oh, yeah, you can it's like PT. If you have no, you have to have it. Oh, Ex- I do want it after February. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, be, uh, I'm pretty. You should be able to re-download it until uh, the servers are yeah. shut down. It's yeah. PT is a very odd case. I yeah. don't think that happens. Scott Pilgrim. Those are like the two Scott that just Pilgrim, always jump yeah, to mind. Yeah. Um, Scott Pilgrim, you can't download it. I think lo- you can re-download it if I've already bought it. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. I think so. Oh. PT yeah. was just wiped, dude. Yeah. It was, that's yeah. super, super. PT was a hit. They, that was a hit piece. Yeah. Like, they murdered it. Yeah. Because they didn't yeah. see it as a real thing. They just saw it as an ad. They were angry. Uh, I, I feel like Battleborn's legacy is such an interesting part of this generation of so many launched new franchises that I think would have worked a generation ago, but the the collective consciousness just rejected them. I, I feel like it was a game plan from eight years earlier that just, like, was... Jones, you said, like, they, they failed from the start, like, because of the the online only. Like, I feel like this thing, there was... 
no whiff of success coming from this thing, despite how hard it was marketed. I to me, Battleborn was a vic. Yeah, it was a victim of being like six months too late or something. Because like as soon as Overwatch showed up, it was like, yeah, bye. It was. Yeah, that was the joke, but it was also the truth. Um, and I just I feel like that happened a few times this generation. I feel like we've had a few of these. Huge launches. This yeah. is budget out of control. They really believe in this thing, and it's we're never going to see this again. I feel like, yeah, rarely is the first one out of the gates, or even like one of the earliest ones, generally the one that ends up being the, the dominant popular entry mm-hmm. in that like that genre. I mean, everyone likes to point to you know like something like League of Legends or something, but like was it Smite came before it, and or not Smite? Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Defense of the Ancients. Dota. Not uh, League of Legends. Uh, I got genres backed up. But yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, anyway, yes, Kyle. Lots of stuff came before it. Yeah. Yes, that came out before it. Um, but no, but uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the game. It wasn't Smite. There was something else that came out. It had a nickname or something like that. It was hugely popular. And then League of Legends came out and just like raffle stomped it. It like, wasn't Smite because Smite's yeah, still going. Yeah, sorry, not Smite. It had a nickname. What was it? It's it was super popular. I think it's still semi popular. Can't believe I can't and remember. Blizzard. One, I right? went to you an event that? for it at Game Trailers. I can't remember it. Cue corrections music. This is bonkers because I don't think this game exists. No, it does. Uh, uh, Heroes. Uh, Hone. Hone. Uh, Heroes of the Storm. No, it's not Blizzard. Uh, what does it stand for? Hone. H O N. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. Google I'm, that because I don't. Heroes play of it. New Earth. No. That's H O N. Like I'm like I'm trying to jog my memory. It's along this line. I like it, it exists. I promise. I'm not crazy. Heroes of New Earth is an online battle arena game. Yeah. Was it this? I, it dude, I don't like know what the hell it. you're talking. about. <laughs> but like, I went to an event in San Francisco for it. It was like massive. Like they had like it was big money. Threw the teams out. Like everyone was talking about it. It was like the most talked about entry in that genre. And then. League of Legends came along and was like, no one cares about this anymore. According it to just, Wikipedia, the only quote-unquote MOBAs before League of Legends in 2009 was Defense of the Ancients, Minions, and Demigod, and then it was League of Legends. And hmm. then it was Avalon Heroes and Heroes of New Earth. Monday Night I mean, League of Legends came out, maybe it came out first, but like League of Legends, okay. Hmm. Didn't League of Legends Rise have of the like a long, yeah. like, quote-unquote launch period yeah. or pre-launch period? Didn't it, like, have troubles at first or something? Realm of Titans? Yeah, there was, like, something about it having trouble. Anyway. I don't get... We went on a huge tangent, and I apologize, but the point is, very, very... It's not very often the first one out is the one that becomes the most successful one. Usually right. people iterate. Oh, see, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that anytime That's we what did, I was trying to get. Anytime yeah. we did top tens or retros or anything yeah. and mentioned something, it was like, well... You know, that wasn't Doom, wasn't oh, the Wolfenstein 3D wasn't the first. Right, like, right, right, right. EverQuest right. wasn't the first. Like, we got that a lot because we were talking about audio logs last week, and it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We know there are others before it. Um, but, uh... That's uh, <sighs> like the Steve Jobs story. Like, he didn't do anything first. He just made it, you know, yeah. prettier, bigger. Did anything like Destiny launch this generation? Did we have any big new IP that just really worked? Oh, that worked? That yeah. Worked. I was going to say Anthem. Yeah, Anthem was. <laughs> but it didn't work. I like, we have, uh, I think like Ubisoft's got Watch Dogs and yeah. um, uh, uh, Washington, D.C. Guns. Division. Oh, Division. Division, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would I say. I like that. I Washington, Washington, D.C. I would say those are close. Mm. I, I, those are like successful big IP launches. 
Man, looking at Hero Platoon's shooters, a little weird because it's like yeah. sort of cross. I don't know what you consider the Wii U and Switch in terms of the way this generation plays out. Yeah, I think Here, you'd have to consider it last gen. Quote unquote hero shooters don't seem to have a good success rate. They don't. Like looking on the Wikipedia for what is categorized as hero shooters, there's Battleborn, yeah. Evolve, Gigantic. I was going to ask if Gigantic's still actually, up and running. Go, yeah. go slower. Paladins. This list might yeah. be really fun, actually. All right, the whole list. It's pretty short, so we could do the whole thing. You okay, want, you want the whole list? Yeah. All right, the Amazing Eternals. Are they, is this by year, by the way? It's alphabetical. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Apex Legends. Okay. Battleborn, uh-huh. Evolve, oh. Gigantic. Oh. Mm. Gunslinger yeah. Stratos. I don't know what that is. Sounds cool. Lawbreakers, Monday Night Combat, which oh. was also under the mobile list, I think. It, Monday Night Combat was, I think, a little big for a little while. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it was. And Weird. then there's Outrigger or Outtrigger. Outrigger, two, yeah. two T's, so it seems like Outtrigger. Out- uh, then there's Overwatch, of course. Then there's Paladins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that Paladins. the is that the epic one that got shut down? No, Paladins was the was, was my team, right? It was the free to play knockoff. Paladins sticks around. That's on oh, Switch. What's the yeah. you can play Paladins one I'm right now, of dude? Gave away all the. <laughs> I try to remember that the yeah. name of that. Quake Champions, Super Monday Night Combat, Team Fortress Two, and Team Fortress Classic. Also, there's Bleeding Edge, which is I it's like another was a word for legends. Yeah, this categorization is weird. It's like well, Bleeding Edge is not in that. Apexers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it starts with a P. Rocket League, to answer your question. Uh, Just for the big franchise. Big new IP. Oh, That's kicking ass. Is that this gen? Yeah. Wow. Right? Again, like, what you're considering definitions, because, like, now that I think about, like, you're talking about Splatoon, and, like, Splatoon came out after Watch Dogs. Paragon is the one I was thinking. Paragon. Nice. Ooh, Paragon. That wasn't even on there. That's, like, a MOBA, though? Is it? And they didn't give that a year. A MOBA? Yeah, they killed (laughs) that. They pulled the rug out from that real quick. Yeah, and you know what? Paragon wasn't even unsuccessful. It was just, we need you all on and Fortnite yeah. now. Right. Speaking of Epic, Fortnite, of course. Yep. Um, that's an interesting list. Yeah, that's a, that, what, a, what a misguided genre hero shooters turned out to be. Uh, it's just, yeah, the Overwatch was successful and others tried to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that was like the thing. Yeah, it was weird. It's like it was hard to play Battleborn and know. Did you make this game because you wanted to make a hero shooter? Because you were like, hey, hey, there's a lot of buzz. This is gonna be the franchise, or is this like really, really the thing you I'm wanted to do? I'm still pretty sure they came up with that name. I don't think hero oh, shooter. Oh no, they was a yeah, thing. Pitchford screamed that from the rooftops. Yeah. Um and the other thing too, like the story is about literally every single star in the universe has been wiped out, and this is the last star in the universe, and everyone is gathering to save it. And none of this story is serious. And so you're just like, well, why is that your plot? You know, right. like that's funny. Why is that? You know, yeah. Uh, it was just very strange. Like they, I remember they had the. Uh, I saw this in the review. Like to get the lore for every character, you had to level them up. Yeah. So like you didn't know until they were level one hundred who who they were, what was going on. <laughs> like like at level seventy five, you'd be like, oh neat, a little blurb about this guy I've put eighty hours into. Uh-huh. My God, it's like what a weird, <laughs> what a weird. It makes uh, the 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 you know the things from Destiny. What are they the the little books, what are they called? Ugh. Grimoire. Grimoire. The grimoires. Yeah, makes those look less antiquated. And Radical Heights is a was a mm. battle royale, not a hero shooter, right? That is going to be oh, an interesting yeah. Wikipedia entry in another year. Radical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many failed battle royales there were? Yeah. Um, this next segment is more like let's just have a discussion panel. Uh huh. Because I was thinking about doing this thing where I, I ask each of you to bring in a video game you're thankful for 2019, and then I'm thinking like. I, this, you know, I struggle with this constantly. Like, am I feeding into this weird thing of marketing? How thankful should we be for video games, these <laughs> products that people still charge for money? Do you know? Like, uh, I feel like sometimes it's like, thank you, here's my $60. You know what I mean? And it's just like, 
You should be the one being thanked. You are giving money. You are paying uh, for video games. And so I kind of want to maybe start there with this idea and maybe just that broad question of how thankful are you for video games? I'm thankful when a game I spent my money on is good because that's rare. Isn't Yeah, isn't that what you should expect? <laughs> uh, pff, I, I don't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I think that's a fair that's a fair thing. Like it, it it's a it's a feeling of gratitude I get a lot of times for video games. Yeah. I'm like surprised. Yeah. And and gracious when a game is good. I'm thankful Hideo Kojima still has a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm thankful that this is an industry where you know, a, a very strange man like that just kind of gets a blank check to just do, you know, whatever he wants. Uh that that he can be treated the way he was by Konami from outside observers. Again, like I was not there, right. you know, behind closed doors. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, every now and then for all of the, you know, toxic wrongness that can just come pouring out of this industry that like something like that can have that we can people talk about like speaking, you know, voting with their dollars. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that seems like an example of that, you know, like a Kickstarter with a Kickstarter without a Kickstarter. Um, Death Stranding was reportedly the most successful debut for a new intellectual property in Japan, ousting judgment. Ooh. Because wow. uh, I just Googled, like, I was like, hey, is Death Stranding selling well? Because we'll see if he gets to keep writing blank checks. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like it did in Japan anyway, but the number was only 189,000, so. Big in Japan. That's big in Japan, I guess. Uh, I'm thankful for Ultimate Alliance 3. That's like one of those games How that I was like, for that? Really? Because really? it just doesn't seem, I did not think that would ever happen. I thought that was a dead, dead, dead franchise. But yeah, Jones, should we be thankful for a, a thing that you have to go buy? Um, it is a weird thing. I, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, that you know, I am brand manager, so it's like I, you know, I definitely do appreciate things in that strange way. But yeah. like, just every now and then, it's like Shenmue Three. There's just some things that you just don't, you just don't think are going to happen. Um, that's where SSX is for right now. I've just like written that off. Just like ah, that was fun while it lasted. It's mm -hmm. just not a viable thing to bring back. No one's really kind of solved that but issue. Kyle, let me ask you this: If if having to pay for it is your metric of should we be thankful for this, then like. Almost everything besides like nature is out because it's like you have to pay for music, you have to pay for books, you have to pay for movies, you got to pay to go to a museum to look at art. Most, I mean, most of the time, you know what I mean. So it's like almost everything you're thankful for, you pay money for. You're thankful to have a house. You're thankful to have clothes. So like, why is that metric important yeah. to you? Um, yeah, it's weird. I mean, obviously, you got to considered you know friends and family uh i'm thankful for my baby boy but man yeah. you should see that price tag yeah I know. <laughs> yeah friends are expensive too yeah they are uh um yeah how many times do you like end up not going out to eat with somebody just because like yeah i can't afford that right now i guess i i think of it ian in terms of our editorial value as people who are you know weekly talking about video game headlines how responsible it is to feel gratitude so, like, right now, to give you a very depressing example, I am grateful for Breath of the Wild 2 simply as something to look forward to next year. You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, at least there's Breath of the Wild <laughs> 2 next year. Yeah. And it's like an actual feeling I have, an actual gratitude uh, that I will end up, you know, using money to support someone else for. Uh, and so I wonder, like, if that makes me editorially, like, worthless. I mean, if we all hated video games, this would be a bad... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I wonder that. Like, if we should be more clinical in our approach to video games, or I mean, like, that's even valuable. I think I like video games less than most of us, mm -hmm. or I'm, you know, I'm more critical. I think, and like, 
I'm still grateful that Breath of the Wild 2 exists. You know, I'm looking forward to that like crazy. I'm thankful for Spider-Man. Uh, and because I'm, I'm thankful for risk. I'm thankful when you see a publisher doing something, you're like, whoa, so much money was put on that on that gamble. And I know Spider-Man's like one of the most recognizable characters in the world. And right. certainly there was a roadmap that like Spider-Man's just going to keep kicking ass for months and months and months. Like there's just all sorts of awesome Spider-Man stuff coming out, you know, like even before, you know, we, you know, the powers that be at Marvel, like no, you know, Infinity War and Endgame's happening. They know Into the Spider-Verse is happening. They're like, this is probably going to work out well. But at the same time, like to give Insomniac, be like, yeah, just write it. Just come up with your own versions of these characters. You know, like they gave them, they trusted them so much. Um, when something like that happens, it, ma- it makes me feel good that it's like that wasn't just totally, you know, people writing checks because they just don't have to think about it. Like that actually took a little bit of daring. Yeah. You know, John, to, to, to put that much, to, to, to let Gorilla just create this new franchise about giant dinosaurs. Like, um, you know, every, every now and then you see something that uh, just shows how much trust a giant company has in a smaller company. Yeah. Um, and that uh, can go so awry sometimes. Because you're like tapping into something, Jones. You're tapping into a fear I have. And I think uh, like it's it's like this Disney Plus fear, right? Mm-hmm. Disney Plus is great. Disney Plus has The Mandalorian, this cool show about a Boba Fett Mandalorian, you know, uh, uh, same race, uh, just being cool, right? This is a show we've all wished for, and so we're it's like a dream TV show that was just engineered, and we all paying for it. We're all just like paying a monthly fee to be able to watch The Mandalorian, and it's it's so weird. Like, should we be grateful that the show exists? Should we be happy that such a thing exists, or should we be more cynical and just like, this was manufactured for us. This was manu- a manufactured thing that we were supposed to like and we are paying for. Uh, it's, it's weird, man. It makes me feel uncomfortable in a way. That's the gamble of art, though. Like, everyone who's making stuff, like, we hope that the people who are listening to this podcast enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess you can get this podcast for free, so it's a weird example, but, like, yeah, like they want us to enjoy the Mandalorian. We can be thankful that it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you can't get this hour and a half back. You're paying for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you pay with time. Time is yeah, money, baby. For sure, for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, year after year, that becomes more and more true. Um, Preach. But it, but it's also kind of the same with Risk. I mean, that show is John Favreau. Like that is his Star Wars idea. This is a guy who did prove himself in Marvel. He did kick off the MCU really well. Mm-hmm. You look back at all the stuff that they did in Iron Man One, still stands out as one of the best things from from all of that. You know, that just kind of like rewrote the script on how this stuff can go, how you can bring them in. It was still wild getting to the end of Incredible Hulk and like, oh, there's Tony Stark. Whoa, what is, what's happening? You know, and, and now it's something that we take for granted. And so it's fun. To, every time I see his name pop up, it's like that's so cool. That he, I, I imagine him, you know, I, I imagine Lucas, like this guy who was just the king of the castle, you know, just being like, you know, writing the prequels and just, you know, I, I saw the thumbnail for Attack of the Clones and saw like Padma like leaning on Anakin. And I like remember seeing that poster and being like, they're going to turn it around. They're going to turn. I, okay. Oh episode God. one wasn't good, but like, I don't know. Look, 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 look what a romance that looks like. Oh know? my God. Who is this man? <laughs> it looks like Gone with the Wind. Episode two is going to be amazing. You know, like, no. You're a <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but here's, imagine John Favreau being like, okay, how many, 10 episodes? Okay. Uh, you know, and really thinking like, what, what can I do that's different? What can I do that, know that, that fans will love, that feels the same, but feels different at the same time? How do I keep them interested week to week? How, uh, who's going to direct these things? Like, what, who do I cast? And uh, the fact that they gave him that much power because um, they trusted him, mm. you know, to, to have fun in that universe. 
Um, they trusted Ryan Johnson. I didn't re- you know, agree with some of the creative decisions he made, but it's like they, he made some decisions, you know, and so I respect the hell out of that. Like, yeah. even if I have issues with that movie, it's like, I mean, go for it, you know, go for that brass ring because you, you might only have one shot as evidenced by him not working on episode yeah. nine. It's so weird, man. Like, think, I'm thinking of Star Wars, right? I'm thinking of the Porgs, just these things <laughs> that are created to be merchandise. Right. Yeah. Like, obviously, don't tell me the story about how they needed to cover up puffins. We know. We know that story. I uh, was literally leaning to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're thousands and thousands of commenters. Uh, just when the movie's out, the merchandise is ready is what I mean, Ian. Like, they know ahead of time that people are going to love these things and want merchandise for them. And that a child will receive it and will feel thankful. But it's just so weird. They thought that. But did anyone actually care afterwards about I don't those? Think so. I think they, they I overestimated mean, Porgs. They yeah. thought that about Battleborn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had those figures ready to go. You know, they did have figures. They had figures. those models ready to send to the factory. And yes. They never got that email. Working out their deal for Ready Player One. Like, this this will be a big video game. You're going to want our Mushroom Man in your movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's so weird. It's it's hard for me to swallow sometimes. I guess I need to just roll with it, I guess. I, sometimes I feel like a tool of marketing, even on this very podcast. Even just saying, this game was announced this week. Isn't this fun? Like, yeah, I'm really excited. The trailer is great. I'm so excited to play this thing. And really, you know, we're just <laughs> all talking about... Cup boss been a tool of marketing. I feel like a tool of marketing <laughs> frequently, yes. I mean, Kyle, if you really want to get depressed, like, we're at least in an entertainment industry, so it doesn't feel so bad to yeah. be, like, excited about a game coming out. Like, CNN and news stations and everything, newspapers, like, if it bleeds, it leads. Like, they need to sensationalize terrible things to make money. Like... Everything is marketing. Oh. Everything is fake and like a, you know. Well, you've, you've hit on, if Not, I was literally like to end 2019, what am I thankful for? I'm, I'm thankful for to be crowdsourced, to crowdsponsored. Right. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thankful for, you know, the 9,000 plus people that, that support what we do because we, we get to make those decisions. I saw, I believe it was a Kotaku article that was like, people are not happy that Koji, what we talked about last week, that Kojima is nominated for so many awards. And then you get to the bottom of the article and it's like, we think it's fine. I'm like, oh, well, (laughs) the headline doesn't seem that way. Sure. And then I always go through the same thing where I'm like, why'd you write that article? I know you wrote that article. Okay. Yeah. That's a good good headline. Thank you. Patrons, listeners, everybody. I'm so glad we don't have to do that. That, Yeah. That's, we get to just be ourselves and actually excited about, like, that's the thing to be thankful for, Kyle, is like, you can be just excited for Breath of the Wild too. Mm -hmm. You don't have to gloss it up. You know, we don't have to, if it bleeds, it leads it. I mean, just, you did that you know, Spider-Man costume video that exploded. We're still trying to capture that lightning in a bottle again. I'm not trying to capture do. that again. I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't people super mad about that? Video? Yeah, that's why it well, blew that's up. Why it, yeah, yeah, that's why. The engagement was so <laughs> negative. It's like, like, yeah. it's like the only video you'll ever see where like the likes and dislikes are like dead even. <laughs> yeah. They're like the exact same number. Wait, is it 50-50 now? I'm going to check. I, it, yeah, it I want was, to see what it is right now. It but. was predominantly negative the last time I looked at <laughs> oh, that video. It was like 50%. Okay. Um, do you all hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime! The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of November that I am very thankful for. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. L. Thanis. Ground awesome. Do you enjoy high quality sound and video production? Well, they don't have that. 
Come check out Mediocre Gameplay at twitch.tv slash groundawesome. That is twitch.tv slash groundawesome. Check out their playthrough of Pokemon Shield and join in the chat. Shadow Soul, an action-adventure webcomic inspired by Naruto, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Avatar The Last Airbender. It follows three childhood friends who are trying to fight a world-dominating empire, The Light's Order. Shadow Soul not only explores classic anime themes of friendship, bonds, and getting stronger, it tackles more controversial topics like religion, sexuality, oppression, and freedom. There are 52 chapters to read currently with updates happening regularly. You can read by searching Shadow Soul on webtoons.com or the app. If you like anime books as much as Jones does, then this comic is for you. Our gifted sponsor is SOS Children's Villages. Children are at the heart of everything SOS Children's Villages does, regardless of where they are in the world. SOS Children's Villages is the largest non-governmental organization dedicated to the long-term care of orphaned and abandoned children across the globe. For more information and to donate, the link is in the description. And our mega sponsor, ViewSonic. Ever wonder what a gaming monitor from Tron might look like? How about the most Star Trek monitor ever? The new XG27 series from ViewSonic Elite has finally dropped and looks fantastic. Featuring innovative nano IPS technology, a one millisecond response time, and 165 hertz refresh rate, your monitor of the future has finally arrived. Visit ViewSonic.com Elite to learn more. And for giveaways and updates, follow at ViewSonicGaming on Instagram and Twitter. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. It must be said, I will never say the words mega sponsor ever again. Ooh. Sit. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, you know, there, we will have mega sponsors. Mm -hmm. It's not officially mega sponsors. What do you mean? I'm making the announcement right now that, you know, a lot of listeners probably know. And it really won't be a, a, a affect a lot of you in a huge way that listen to this podcast. But all of the sponsors that you have heard of from the beginning of Easy Allies have all been funneled through our Patreon at, at the highest tiers on our Patreon. Mega sponsor, podcast sponsor, and frame trap sponsor. Mega sponsor meaning, if you just listen to the Easy Allies podcast, uh, of the Easy Allies podcast and frame trap at the same time. Uh, we are going to be joining the Roost Network, which is going to handle ad sales for all of our podcasts moving forward. And uh, we are doing that so we can take, for, for many, many, many reasons, if you're curious, you can go to patreon.com slash easyallies, just search Roost, you know, and you well, can a, search. If you actually go to the front page, that, there's a link right there. Bada bing. And there you bada go. Boom. Bada yeah. boom. And, uh, uh, but primarily because, as you can tell, if, if you're a longtime listener of this, we are, we like to talk about games. We don't like to talk about ads that much. We're just not that good at, you know, hunting for those sponsors, really you know, correctly valuing our podcast, growing our, you know, how much we make and, and how much we ask for, for, for ads. It's not the way you do it. Uh, so we are reaching out to a company that knows how to do it, that is going to handle that stuff for us. But it means that we are not going to handle that through the Patreon. So you never know. ViewSonic might one day work with Roost and they might become a part of the podcast, but obviously not something we can guarantee. And most likely we will not say names like Car Keys Express or Elfanis or Mango or Beaten Down Brian or um, all of the wonderful, wonderful, you know, kind of mom and pop shop uh, uh, podcast sponsors that we've had in the past. So kudos and a love and respect to all of them. Thank How you so you much for the support. Scorn, Scorn of course. <laughs> I mean, there's, that was one of the things I was thinking today. And I might do that actually next month because we don't know. We might not have any sponsors for the month of December. Sure. Because we're transitioning uh, into this new you know, batch of sponsors. So I was actually toying with that idea of maybe just like doing a shout out to to all of our old uh, uh, sponsors over the years. Sure. Speaking of shout outs, if you are mm -hmm. interested in being involved in the Easy Allies podcast and three other podcasts on Easy Allies, 
uh, frame trap, reaction shots, and friend code. You're, you're, you know, we, we got everybody for those hosts. Yeah. Um, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash easy allies, join the shout out tier, and then we will mention your name during the podcast, but you won't get a big fancy read. It'll literally just be your name as indicated by your Patreon account. Now, I heard rumors that there will be, if I'm a patron, mm-hmm. when I'm listening to podcasts halftime, there won't be any ad reads? If you get the podcast early, mm-hmm. if you get the podcast through Patreon, uh, that'll be an ad-free podcast. So if you, if, you, if you check us out on YouTube, you will get those ads, but if you check it out on Patreon, no ads for you. Now, if I like ads... I just wait a couple of days. Yeah, you just want to wait two days, and then you get okay. you get the big yeah. Great. Which hey, if you if you like ads, I thank you. You know, mm. if you're like, ooh, the way you talked about me undies, Jones, <laughs> just really <laughs> elevated it. You know, I'm I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I do want to thank everyone for uh, there uh, it is. Yeah, we have a really nice update. Thank you for doing the the thankful conversation. I appreciate that panel. Uh, Ian has a, a, an update for us. Uh, yeah, it's pretty close. The the review uh, Kyle reviews every Spider Man costume is five k down votes and five point one k up votes. So you edged it out. Thank you to the hundred. Positive. Thank yeah. you to the hundred. <laughs> that point one means something to me. <laughs> <laughs> that point one gets it. Well, the five point one gets it. Uh, That's a lock for Spider Man too, right? No, I'm never doing that video again. <laughs> I hate that response. What, are you afraid? <laughs> I'll guess ask so. again. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right, okay. <laughs> Man, it's, I, felt, I don't think I've ever felt more misunderstood than in the comment <laughs> section to that video. <laughs> Man. Should, misunderstood. Yeah. Check out the comments of Easy Update sometime. Sure. <laughs> um, I feel like, before we move on real quick, I feel like it's important to note, for those who haven't heard about the Roost thing, is that... It's just, they're just partnering with us, or we're partnering with them for the ad sales thing. They don't have any creative input. They don't, there's no ownership stake, nothing yeah. like that. It's roost, just, not Rooster Teeth. Yeah, just Roost. Specifically Roost. Owned by Rooster Teeth. That roost is, but, uh, or it's a subdivision? I don't know. But yeah, no corporate overlords or anything like that. Nothing to worry about. Just wanted to mention that. The way you said that, no, I'm nervous. <laughs> really? Yeah, we had a good thing going. When, like, if anyone hey, ever says, look, it's not corporate, I like there's some red flags that go up. It feels like a salve of some Yeah, sort. I get nervous. These are nothing but green flags. Don't yeah. be nervous. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, no, there's no hidden agenda. Uh, this week in Joker news. <laughs> oh, this is just disgusting. The Joker pooped in one of Jerry Seinfeld's cars. Which I mean, one? He's Which got one? enough. It doesn't say, but I mean, probably one of his convertibles. Was it the Aston Martin? I mean, I don't know cars. It looks like James Bond's car. Is that the Aston Martin? That's, yeah, that's an Aston Martin. Yeah, so it's, I, got, I guess the Joker. Could be a BM Dubs. Yeah. yeah, I guess he pooped in one of those. That's oh, just gross. man, that's a bummer. Yeah. You can reupholster. That's fine. It's time for the gaming game. This is the... the oh, man. Oh. oh. Yeah, this is fun. So what's happened here is a bunch of games have just released. It's mm-hmm. hard for anybody to pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're about to have a little holiday weekend, and they yeah. need to oh, just yeah. determine what to play. The panel's going to help Ian... Who you don't even know what to play this weekend. Ugh. I think Ian knows what to play this weekend. <laughs> um, and so each of our panelists will represent a game. Ian will ask them a series of questions. Uh, they will answer honestly as that game. Ian will then guess which person was representing which game. And in the end, choose a game to play. Hmm. Pass that down to Jonesy. Cool. Thanks for passing that down. Oh, so Appreciate you know it. who yep. gets who, which game. <laughs> yep. Daniel Bloodworth. Michael Damiani. Peek at those. Do not reveal what those are. Just peek at those. 
Cool. Uh, to listeners, they're opening a little envelope of a game that they will not represent. Cool, cool. Ian, do you have a question prepared? I shut my eyes so as not to accidentally see anything. Oh, right, yeah, you have the overhead camera. the overhead camera. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll go one, two, three, right? Jones. Jones Bloodworth. is one. Okay, yeah, okay. that's fair. Yep, da- this, so that will be Bloodworth 2, Damiani 3, to everyone yeah. listening. Um, game number one. Mm, yes. I appreciate a big package. <laughs> Will I, will I be disappointed with with you? <laughs> uh, I am. I have staying power. Ew. <laughs> this segment is canceled. <laughs> we did it. This is the last time it, we're boys. doing this. Oh That's gosh. so gross. What does that mean? That's so <laughs> gross. Okay. So what game are you? Um, contestant number two, Daniel Bloodworth. Uh, I like to, um, oh, what would he give you? I like to catch things, <laughs> uh, but I like to stay safe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> your idea, you mad man. You're right. This is my, this is, I deserve oh, all this. Undeserved crow oh, dear. <laughs> would I be catching a lot if I went out, if I played you? Catching. Okay. That's a good answer. I don't, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. But say something sassy that would lead you to get the date. That's the second <laughs> half of this. You got to say but. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, you you'll you'll have the 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 warmth. <laughs> <laughs> you just you'll have the warmth. You'll have the warmth of okay. fond memories. No, okay, okay, okay. 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 Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> game number two is a no. sweetheart. Yeah. Game number two is a sweetheart. Yeah. Damiani, I like to travel game. to new places and see new things. Will I see more than two or three locations if I if I went with you? Oh, you'll see plenty of locations, but uh, you're gonna have to be stuck with a. Big, familiar, same-looking area for a long, long time. So you better get used to it. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Wow. Um, Game number one. Yeah. I like to... uh, (laughs) I like to... I don't like to live in the present or the past or the future. I like to live long, long ago. If I went with you... How long, long ago <laughs> would I be? Let me just say that if you and I were to go on an adventure together, it would become legend. Wow. Uh. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, God, this is so hard. Kyle, why do you make me this scared? This is so hard. Okay, I have an idea for Jones based on that. Um... Bloodworth, um, I like 45-minute cutscenes. Would I be happy with you? <laughs> uh, I believe that you would be somewhat satisfied, but <laughs> not entirely. Okay. The honesty. Somewhat. The honesty. Um... Okay, uh, 
Damiani, I don't like to be confined when I'm playing a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to be able to game on the go. Would I be happy with you, or would I be disappointed? Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> the urge here is to, to lock you up and never let you go. <laughs> because I want to add you to my collection. <laughs> but I'm definitely open to taking a travel here or there to a nice, a nice exotic location. Uh, game number three, I really enjoy going up and down in an elevator. Would mm-hmm. I have a nice time with you? Um, unfortunately, uh, I'm a little flat, so hopefully you like it. Hopefully you like it that way. Oh, okay. Whoa. I guess my Whoa. guess was wrong. So for you. I, I want to. I just want to make it clear to listeners at this point: <laughs> if anyone talks to you this way, yeah, <laughs> run. Don't do run. not engage with that person in a romantic relationship. Yeah, <laughs> These are red flags. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Not the way to do how it. How many guesses do, or how many more questions? You get one we... more question for Jones yeah. and one more question for Blood. One for Blood, okay. Yeah. Um, Bloodworth, if I were, if we were to do a double date, Ooh. and I were to bring one of the allies, should I bring Michael Huber? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Jones. Hmm. So if I were to go with you and we were out trying to become legends, mm-hmm. could I get most of the content for free, but then to see the end <laughs> of the date, would I have to pay $40? Um, no. You, uh, you, uh, you, you, we're, I'm a one-stop shop. If you, uh, if you go on a date with me, uh, you'll get the, entire, the whole package. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Ian, I think my guess was wrong. It is now time to determine who you would like to play this weekend. And remember, you don't even, you know what? You don't have to guess it right. You could just say, I want to play that game based off its description. Yeah. Okay. Well, based on the descriptions, I think Blood sounds like the nicest time. I think it's Shenmue 3. Yes. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yes. Uh, I thought Jones was Destiny 2 because he literally used the catchphrase for Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that was wrong. So now I'm not so sure. But you originally thought it was. Let me just say this. You were on the super right track, and Jones, for some reason, was misleading on purpose. I thought it was Fallen Order. Yeah, it is. Oh. Well, then what? I don't know. I don't know why you did that, Jones. What am I supposed... Yes, we're going to get in the Millennium Falcon and go to their (laughs) (laughs) asteroid. He literally said, like, the beginning, that you nailed it so hard. I'm like, yeah. Well, then I got confused because he used the actual But I did confirm what you said. I did say, yeah. 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 If you go with me, we will will go on a legendary adventure. Okay. Uh, Okay. But you said become become legend, which just happened to be the catchphrase of Destiny. (laughs) Um, Fair. I thought thought Damiani was Luigi's Mansion 3, but I've got no idea. Nope. Flat, the flat thing threw me through a loop. I'm not sure. Oh, about. me too. Yeah, I don't know what he's. Talking I mean, from about. what I've seen, there's like compared to Luigi. Yeah, everything's yeah. just like a straight line, go forward. I mean, is no. it Pokemon then? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Nice. Well, that's what yeah. I th- I thought yeah. originally it was Pokemon. Yeah. He said he wanted to my collection. I want to capture you. my the urge. <laughs> <laughs> the urge is to capture you and add you to my collection. Yeah. Which which the bad guy wants to do with Luigi in the mansion. Oh, right? true, true, true. Uh, uh, King Boo. Yeah. I th- so okay. That's I, what I thought. I see. I thought. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Because for some reason I thought I'd eliminated Pokemon, but I real talk know. though. Have you pl- have you played Fallen Order? Yet? Yeah, I'm. Nice. Uh, 
I'm trying to remember how many hours into it I am. Cool. Cool. I thought I was I thought I was nearing the end of the game, and then Brad, uh, Brad told me I was like halfway. No. So Neat. yeah, I like it when that happens. Mm-hmm. I was less enthused. Uh, you ah. d- you did end up with Shenmue three though. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Stoked. Mm. And and playing it with Michael Huber would be the way. Yeah. yeah. Wh- who do you think Shenmue three brings to the double date? Ooh. Well, it, I guess yeah, because Bloodworth, Bloodworth was Shenmue three, <laughs> right? <dream> yeah. <laughs> He brings you Suzuki. Or like a book of poetry is what yeah. I was imagining. Yeah. 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 Suzuki's nice. Uh, it's time for love and respect. Love and respect. Let's do this. Hello, allies. With the Game Awards coming up in just under three weeks, I've been thinking about something regarding the nominations and categories. The Game Awards... Feature two exclusive indie awards, one for best indie game and one for best new indie studio. I really like how this can often uh, times spread the word about some great lesser known games to the masses. But there is one group of games who are virtually locked out from the game awards, no matter their quality. I'm talking about Japanese visual novels. Sure. Whoa. No matter how well received these games get, it seems like they are never even up for consideration. A few months ago, the new game from the Zero Escape developer, AI The Somnium Files, released for PC, PS4, and Switch, and it's quickly become one of my favorite games of the year. The narrative is way stronger than any other game I played this year, Sorry Control, and it has more actual gameplay than many walking simulators that sometimes do find their way into Game Game Awards nominees. How do the Allies feel about visual novels not getting any recognition at the Game Awards? Personally, I would love to see them at least pop up in the Best Narrative category, if nothing else. Love and respect, Phil. Yeah, I mean, Best Narrative seems like the place for it to go. Uh, yeah, so th- I find this question interesting because th- that is the truth of the matter. Visual novels get shafted constantly, uh, by myself included. And why is that? Lady Killer in a Bind won some stuff at IGF a couple years ago. Uh, AI Somnium Files. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Pl- I was gonna play it, and then my friend Jason, who loves all the nonary games, which I believe are maybe the same guy, said it wasn't very good. So I said, okay then. There's definitely been a lot of buzz for AI, but yeah, I don't even think even any of us have had a chance to to dabble in it. Um, and so I think that's one of the things. Like when it came out, like September, right? August or oh, September. Month. Yeah, something like September. that. That was like a terrible, terrible month to release yeah. anything because just uh, games just kept getting released. So I think that probably has something to oh, do with it. Uh, July 25th. Oh, July. So, okay. So actually, that wasn't too bad then. I think there's no month that game could have launched in to yeah. be represented in the Game Awards. Like even the Zero Escape games don't pop up. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, that was wrong. It, oh, was, okay. it was September. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, nice. September 17th. Good job, I don't know why... Google thought that. Maybe it's a Japanese Japan, release or something? Maybe. maybe. Well, no. Oh, okay. Okay. You did bad, Google. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. You do <laughs> release date, wrong. and it's like, Google's like, this is when it was. Yeah. Like, what did you maybe read? The Japanese release date was actually after the North American release date. Interesting. Huh. But yeah, so I think that's a big part of it. And then the other thing, I mean, Huber and I were both like, how is Life is Strange 2 not in this category? You know, it's... Oh, for best narrative. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about you know, how some of these things shake out, but it's, you know, there is a kind of almost like a strangeness, like there's this detached sense of how the, the nominations and awards get determined, right? Because it's like, we all 
among ourselves figure out like okay what are we as an outlet going to vote for mm-hmm. but then after that it just goes into you know math it just becomes math yes you know and and so it's like well all of us who all of us 80 outlets or however many there are that have not talked to each other have just put our our chips into the wind and whatever the math comes up with that's what it comes up with whereas if there was some way for us to somehow all get together and discuss it, we probably would come up with a completely different result. Right. I mean, that's how Oscar nominations work, though, too. Right. Yeah. It, just, it does come down to math. It always yeah, because will. Uh, the, you know the the quote unquote more accurate way would just be logistically kind of impossible. Right. Um, and that's why people campaign for Oscars. Right. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, Ian. I think that's what it would take is campaigning for visual novels. But yeah. even but even that I've always felt, and this is going to sound a little bit like poor us, poor me. But like I've always felt that uh, games critics, uh, you know, journalists, you know, with that have to review games, and then you have the difficult task to you know hand out awards at the end of the year, have the toughest go of it compared to almost everything else, compared to books, compared to film, compared to theater, and compared to television, because I got to play these things. And so I think just there, there is just naturally going to be some stuff that just we physically don't have time to play. Even if you're mm-hmm. at IGN, like two people might play it, but that they're just outgunned. There's nothing they can do. And so just it does not matter the quality of the game. There has to be a general popularness of something for even to get in the running. Um, but the, you still have something like Disco Elysium that I completely would have overlooked that like is getting the same kind of buzz. And I do recognize this name is this game is familiar to me. I couldn't tell you what it even looks like, but I have heard that title. Yeah, Somnium Files. Yeah, uh, Mitch at IGN like loves it. It's like one yeah. of his favorite games of the year, and so it's it's neat to follow some people and be like noted, cool. Like I, even if I wanted to, even if I like made a mission for that to not be an underdog, I would still be one of eight nine people even in this group. They would have to like explain it. Have to, you know. I think the genre just has a lot working against it. It's hard to make a trailer for a visual novel. You can't play two hours of it and understand, right? Yeah. You know. Whereas some of the other things that I think we will consider for our game of the awards, our game of the year awards, and for game awards, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of get a, a taste. Some games know that, and so they try to, you know, put their best foot forward right away. Um, but uh, here's it's just here's uh, a. So oh, sorry. Sure. I just I hear people that uh, review specifically in Los Angeles because it is one of like the bigger theater towns in 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 uh, in the U.S. You know, I hear people that are just like, oh, I have so many plays to see, and it's like, man, you can see seven in a week. You know, whereas well, I'm obviously they're not all like you know going to be like every day of the week, and it's just like I'm lucky if I play two games to finish, like start to finish. Got you. you know, I whereas what you're like saying, movie yes. reviewers are like, oh, what am I going to do with all these screeners? And it's mm-hmm. like, cry me a river. Come on, you know, like you just have to sit on your ass and watch it. Whereas like <laughs> I, my hands might get tired. Like I might, you know, <laughs> I, I might have a boss in Sekiro <laughs> that I physically can't beat. That I can be. Whereas can you are literally yeah, just yeah, like yeah. cool notes. Yeah. Review, you know, yeah. it's like it's, there's nothing easy about it. Like this isn't, you know, you know, being a critic is not easy. Like opinions don't just naturally happen and pour themselves out onto the page. Like you do have to work on it. Mm-hmm. But just comparatively, like I don't think it's something a lot of other critics understand um, or can sympathize with. Sure, I, w- I would say like to 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 this person, uh, you could change your thinking. And visual novels are not like the most niche category, but I would say they are more niche than some, you know, game genres. And, like, take pride in having a specific interest. I'll use the example of, like, I've gotten into Eurorack modular synths, you know, and there are some that I want that, like, literally you can't get them because the guy made se- seven of them. And it's just like, that, oh, sure. that's the way it is. And, like, or the company is a person, and they can only make so many, and so you just have to wait until you can get one. 
And like there, there are synth modules that I waited six, seven months to get that I just never could, you know? And it's like, so you get to be in this fun little group and like the people that are in your group really know what you're talking about and you can have that little pride of being like, hey, we get it. We're into this thing, you know? And I mean, maybe there's a visual novel awards thing that you could start, I don't know, or exists already. Yeah, and I do. I, I think it just kind of doesn't lend itself well to awards, to popularity. You know, it's like comedies yeah. winning Oscars. You know, yeah, it's just, just not likely. Right, And but it's nobody's saying there's no such thing as a good comedy. Just just old Huber. He used to say that. He does. He does still say that today, doesn't he? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a game. This game is harder than I expected it to be. Ooh. It comes from the champ. We got Damiani here. I'm confident. Okay. Do the Allies know their voice actors? No. Oh, oh boy. No. More okay. specifically, do you know Troy Baker? Troy Baker has provided his voice to a lot of games and TV shows and movies, etc. But believe it or not, he's not in everything. Here's a list of 13 games. The allies have to know to say if Troy Baker is in lent his voice to this game or did not. If yes, bonus points for if you can name the characters. Cool, cool. Mm. Okay, and so everyone who cares, I did randomize this list. Let me start off with an easy one. Mass Effect 3. No. Yeah, I'll say no. No. Doesn't ring a bell. Yes. <laughs> Kai mm. Lang. Done. Okay. I don't even remember who that character he's is. The, he's the guy with he's got his eyes covered. It's like he was in the books. <laughs> okay. He's got a sword. Oh, Khan. Yeah. Oh, Khan. Oh, Khan. Yeah, no, oh, Khan. All right. Wow. Uh, Dead yeah, or Alive 6. No. I'm yes. going to say no to every single one. I'm I'll sure. say yes. This is a yes. Okay. No idea. Do you know who you played? No way. Ryu Hayabusa. Oh, wow. Oh, funny. Yeah. He's a nice. ninja. Yeah. How'd they get Troy Baker over that man? Nice. Yeah. They got him. Silent Hill HD collection. No. Whoa, yes? Yes. He because they redid the voices. James is who yeah, they played. Yeah, they oh. redid all the voices. They redid all the They did redo nice. all the oh my voices. God. Yeah. Yeah. What a money. mess of a game. Yeah. Sekiro. Shadows die twice. No. He's gotta be in there. No. It's not in there. Oh. Ooh. Got one. I was about to say yes. <laughs> I thought the gimmick was that he was yes in all of them, probably. Yeah. Batman <laughs> Arkham City. No. Oh, that was assertive. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. No. He is. He's in Origins, too. So, yeah. So, in Arkham City, Jones, he's Two Face and Robin. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Robin>? Yes. <laughs> this man. This man. That's a big one. Oh, oh dear. Uh huh. Nice. Bioshock. Yes. No. No, no. Okay. he's not in Bioshock. <laughs> Persona 4. Sure, Four, yes. yes. No? He is in Persona 4, and you should all know who he is. Who is he in Persona 4? I don't even know any character names in Persona 4. Uh, he's Ryuji. not the main character. Kanji. Oh, Kanji. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't think of the wrong Persona G. I think Ryuji is <laughs> yeah, Ryuji is the kanji of Persona yeah, 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. what's messing with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Oops. Uh Devil May Cry 5. Uh no. Yes. No. Okay. No. He would have been perfect in that. Oh. <laughs> he would have yeah. been good. It feels like a missed opportunity, is all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> Was Matt Mercer in there though? <laughs> no. Wow. Oh. Yeah, what? Uh, you cannot replace uh, Dante at this point. 
Oh, cool. Oh, not as Dante. No, yeah. but as somebody. Oh, I mean, they might try to. You never know. Okay. John Wick Hex. Oh, my that's God. So sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll say yes. Yeah. 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 John Wick. Yeah, that's got to be in there. He's not John Wick. Oh, dang. He is Hex. Okay. Hex okay. is a character? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? So close. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. Yes. For sure. Okay, Blood, who is he? Uh, Johnny. Yeah, sure. I was a Johnny Cage. He's not Johnny yeah, Cage. Uh, Raiden? No, think of like a... Scorpion? No, think of... He's a new character. A newer, newer character. Ugh. Showed up in 10 for the first time. Shinnok. He's old. Ian... That's the weird thing is he is also Shinnok in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, okay, sick. But the One character, of the guest characters. Aaron Black is who he plays. Oh. Uh, if you can fight with. Shinnok's got a bit part in Eleven, so it is very funny that he's also Shinnok as well as Aaron Black. I got it. What? I mean, I guessed yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew nice. that. Nice. I got yeah. it, yeah. Final Fantasy Fifteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Big no. Oh, Big wow. No. He is in 13, right? Is he not Snow? Yeah. Snow. Yeah. That's the trick one. Is he not Snow? Is he not Snow? Is he not Snow? Samurai Showdown. Sure, no. yes. No, there's no English-speaking characters in that <laughs> nice, game. Nice, Troll. Nice. <laughs> uh, hey, you never know. Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yes. yes. Yeah. Who do no. you think he is? Oh. Um... <laughs> Additional voices. He's not in that game. <laughs> oh, he's not? <laughs> yeah. Got so it. Jones got uh, that one. Yeah. He, is, he is not in that game. Uh, the fun game. Uh, just shout out to, I actually don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, uh, Origins might be the most impressive Troy Baker performance I have ever seen. Like, I, I could not believe. Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins, man. Troy like, Baker is Batman. Uh, he's not Batman. He's Joker. He is not Joker. He's not in that game. And so it's Black Mask and everybody. Oh. But he, uh, uh, yeah, he just, you know, as a Batman fan in the role that he was, I was like, okay. I was like, wow. Wow. Okay. Mm. Wow. I got to play this game. Very impressed. Yeah. He is very, that is a very, uh, that man has a flexible voice. And I wonder, yeah, so I, I, I think that when you book Troy Baker, you have a big budget. You're going union. You're spending money on your voice acting, you know what I mean? And so it, it does give me a different impression of how serious you, you take your voice acting, which is a silly stance to take. I, I understand. Uh, but, like, seeing him in Dead or Alive 6 is like, really? You spent that money. You know, it's, it's wild. It's pretty cool. He is that guy for the video game industry. Have, you, have you seen the, the footage of them shooting the first scene of Last of Us with the, with the, the balls all over them? Like no. the actual outtake of that? Mm -hmm. This was floating around on the internet, and like at the end of uh, each of the takes, and I didn't know this actually. I think this is fascinating. At the end of each of the takes, they had to like stand up and do T pose, t -pose to yeah. just kind of recenter them for the mm -hmm. take. And so it's like the you know, hopefully everybody knows this you know by now. But like it's a very sad moment at the end of the first like you know 10, 15 minutes of Last of Us, probably yeah. one of the saddest like in all of gaming. And right in that moment, just literally like that second when they yelled "cut," they all get to stand up. And <laughs> do it like several of them are just tears streaming down their face yeah so funny what a weird biz uh yeah i bet honestly i think like even film is can be that weird you know what i mean like okay and reset you oh, know sure. it's just i think every, it's i just, think of yeah. uh yeah robin williams in the oh, one hour photo which is a hor terrifying Robin Williams performance, but the, direct the director said he's like he was busting us up before every single take, and he would have like an incredibly uncomfortable scene where he's like torturing people, mm -hmm. and he would just be like joking, joking. Oh, we going okay, and then we'd just snap into character. Yeah, and so every all the other actors would be like, all right, it's easy for you to do that, man, but now I got okay. 
You know, so it's that, that kind of energy. Don't guess, joke with is, me. Yeah, bottled up in that movie. Uh, one last one. Got a little quick one. Uh, from Robert Cassidy. Hey, allies. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to Respawn Entertainment. Mm-hmm. They put out four large games since 2014, and each one has been solid. Yeah. The consistent quality and large quantity is super rare this generation, especially from publishers like EA. I think the team deserves some recognition for this output. Shout out. And by the way, that was a free shout out. Oh, yeah. After this podcast was cost money. New IP we were talking about earlier. Fair enough. So Titanfall is interesting. I don't know. The IP is in Apex Legends. If you honestly, like, if we're being technical, yeah, yeah, sure. and so you could say Titanfall IP is super successful. Uh, it is interesting to think if like Titanfall three is coming anytime soon. But you're right. I'll count it for sure. Good job. You launched a new IP in this generation. And it was super hard to do that. Yeah. That was free for a respawn, not for the person who posted it. FYI. Oh, because that was five dollars for yep. that person. Yeah, uh, love and respect $5 comes from our five dollar and, and up patrons. Uh, fair enough, Jones. No guarantee Kyle will actually read your shout out if you just send those. So. I will. I will read the text, but not out loud on the podcast necessarily. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. If you ever just wanted to send me something vile, uh, I, I have to read every single submission to love and respect. <laughs> so it's just five bucks. Uh, granted, it'll be public, so everyone will publicly see you being vile. But to some mm-hmm. Joker fans, I know that's worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for bets. Next week's bet is about Life is Strange, Episode 5, which will be released Tuesday, December 3rd. If I go to the top 10 most recent reviews on Open Critic, how many times will I see the words cry, cried, or crying? Brandon Jones. Eight. Daniel Bloodworth. Going high, going 24. What? Jeez. Hold on. So, Blood, you're at least playing this franchise. Is this episode going to be very sad? Uh, yeah, probably. Wow. I would, yeah. Michael Damiani. There's other ways to, to say it, you know? For crying out loud. Oh, boy. Uh, Michael Damiani. 10. Okay. So, I went two because I thought most people oh. just, like, wouldn't go there. God damn it. Uh, Ian Hink. <laughs> 14. <laughs> Let me lock those in. <laughs> this whole season went by. I don't think you've been that dissatisfied with me ever, Jones. He's clutching his stomach. Uh, last week's bet. Half-Life Alex trailer launched uh, last mm. week, and by the end of the day, or we were recording, there were 2.5 million viewers on YouTube. Where would that number be at this time next week was the bet? Totally forgot. I think we all forgot we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, Jones, you bet 10.2. Huber bet 54. Brad bet three. We're counting millions, by the way. I bet 14.2. Ian bet six million. And currently, there are 8,040,551 views. Now, Jones, let me explain what that means. If it was Thursday, you would have won the bet. If it was Thursday, I'm presuming we would have picked up another 150K. Uh, or yeah, 160k. However, it is Tuesday, which means that Ian, with his bet of six million, wins that bet. Woo-loo. Now let me explain the weight of this to everybody. It brings our totals to Scrappy Little Pigs 24. Ah! Gorgeous Gorillas 27. <laughs> We're locked out, Jones. That was it. That was the end. Shouldn't have had a kid. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Things you do not. (laughs) 
Remember, don't repeat anything you hear on this podcast. Don't talk to people. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Joker fans have struck. I learned my lesson for 2020, <laughs> yeah. though. I tell you. Yeah. There are Never repeating <laughs> not enough new episodes left in December, and I'll explain the schedule. Actually, you know what? I can just explain that now uh, for us to possibly feasibly catch up. Uh, because there will be a new episode next week. There will do a new episode right after the Game Awards. Mm. Uh, and then we'll, re- we'll be recording two episodes on December 19th, but we won't see the results of that episode until we're back for in January. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so on the 19th, we'll be recording a regular episode that will go up at a regular time. We'll be doing a Love and Respect Only episode. Uh, and then while I'm away on my trip home, I'll be recording a special episode of the Easy Allies podcast. However, this is effectively the final bet. We'll still look at the results of this week's bet, but it doesn't mean a thing. Uh, maybe we'll lose by less, Jones, which oh, would be nice. Yeah. Uh, however, this does mean that next week we will see the return of Or Wars. Yeah. And next year, uh, the Scrappy Little Pigs are done. going to be a scrappy BLT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. And the Gorgeous Gorillas stick around. I know. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, though, pretty good season. Uh, yeah, yeah pretty a nail biter for yes. sure. Um, yeah. Ian showed up yeah. in these last two months. I know it Ian, got you, weird. I was losing for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah, and then you won like three out of four there at the end. That was incredible. I'm just as surprised as anybody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good run there, Ian. I gotta respect it. Thank you. You gotta respect it. Um, yeah, I was refreshing all day because if you got if we got any more <laughs> over eight point two mil, you would you would have won that bet. I tweeted out, "Wow, what a trailer!" Yeah, <laughs> tweet it out again, please. Uh, that's it. That's the season. Good game. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good games. Okay. Uh, before we end the podcast, the let end. me tell Ian. Good game. <laughs> let me tell everyone about Patreon.com/slash/EasyAllies. That'd be the website you would go to if you were interested in learning more about the Easy Allies, the types of videos we make, the types of benefits you could get by giving us money, the types of things that we're crazy about, the type of things that we think are a little stinky. Uh, you can find out all about that through that website. Uh, two patrons who give us $5 or more a month, they not only get to submit to Love and Respect, as we said, said earlier, they get to re- submit to some kooky segments like Santa's Video Game Advisory Board. Uh, they also get that podcast two days early. They get the weird version without commercials in it. I don't get that. <laughs> Why would you want this podcast without commercials in it? Uh, that's just weird. You know, I love hearing Jones speak as much as possible. What is a podcast without commercials? What? Why do we even? What? I was thinking about that. Yeah. Because I think when podcasting started, there weren't ad reads. Right. Mm-hmm. It was people just putting this stuff out for free. Yeah. And then I think that just as things naturally grow. Uh, people find a way to market a thing, to like make money off of a thing. And then people with money came in and said, hey, we actually would love to just say this out loud and we'll give you money. And then that's how podcasts came to be a viable uh, product. Yep. MVP, baby. Um, <laughs> what is the MVP of the Easy Allies podcast? How l- I feel like it's 15 minutes. It's like, hey, everybody, here's corrections. Uh, you hear that? It's podcast halftime. Yeah. All right, time for love and respect. Bye, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, I think that is the MVP. Uh, however, I like to go an hour and a half. Uh, anyway, who won that bet? Oh, Stay Ian, power. you won. Wee. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get to sign off with your trademark sign off, and you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. Take it away. Uh, at Ian Hink, 
on Twitter, C-K-H-I-N-C-K. Shoot, I guess watch episode nine of Box Peak. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the problems with the new Star Wars trilogy are JJ's fault more than Ryan Johnson's. Good night and good game. What I'm not a humongous fan of is Final Fantasy VII. What I am a huge fan of is marketing campaigns. Sexy. The Easy Allies would like to thank our Patreon podcast producers. We apologize in advance for all the ally names we are about to misspell and mispronounce. View Sonic, Car Keys Express, El Fennis, Ground Awesome, Shadow Soul, SOS Children's Villages, Accounts Payable, Daventry Vaporworks, Gift of Heaven, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Zotig, Nick, Walker Hope, Will Schmuck, Mark Dalga, Bradley Spees, Jay Shee, Paolo Costabel, Jake Musser, Richard G. Flowers, Beaten Down Brian, Dave Red, Zachary Wingate, Jan Tyson, Professor Metal Gear, Dan Sebring, Andrew Reif, Sigma, Tim O'Keefe, Ethan R.C., Mick Roper, Robert Stoffel, Alex A.I., Corey Jackson, Hayden Hargraves, Valmar, Damnable Nook, Ali Cat, Happy Gaming, Blue Water Blue Sky, Daniel Portillo, Chum Nguyen, Miguel Rivas, Discarded Digit, Jose Gutierrez, Thomas Wigginton Jr., Neil Bruce, Matthew Pauling, Gino Elite, Blue, James Vitt, Luke Bennett, Candy Coated Thorns, G. Levin, G. Ken, Stephen Thomason, Yasser Kurbushi, Hitman 47, Ryan Anderson, Marcel Giro 17 Frolic, S. Snake 24, Niz Klojgaard, Rack, John Burns, Samuel Justice, Brad Lohman, DRD 7 of 14, Brad Grenz, Todd Yurkovic, Joe Burns, Sam Hendrick, Andy Drew, Rickster EXE, Lars Berger, Jordan Kirk, FantasyCritic.Games, Stephen Last, The Banana Forklift Killer, Joachim Arovuo, Mango, Kelvin Hartanto, Marcel Markov, David Wen, Jesper Lawson, Oni Blackmage, Matthew Holcomb, Roy Sung, Catherine Lai, Gary James, John Santoro, Neuromod, Robert Crouch, Jesse Blue, Kit Snow, Richard Johnston, Mikhail Aniel, Ritz1906, Jeffrey Ruchtenwald, Noah Weinstein, Rainier Dennis Bautista, Wavering Radiant, V8 Dave, Eric Gustafson, Paul Sway, Christian Hundorf, Tony Knox, I Sun Chor, Forrest, Caleb Ledoux, Mike Hook One, Vilar, Mauricio Fuentes, Ian, Brian Foster, The Classiest Hobo, Madman Kevin, Silent Consonant, Zintrax, Corey Landega, Unlucky Irish, Modren, Ganzak009, Paul Bishop, Travis Miosi, Carl Williams, Jake in Japan, Brandon White, Sneaky Gato, Sean Mackey, Gabriel Aberg, Morpheus, David Halverson, Reed Johnson, Joe Rutsky, Nergal131, Manuel Thomas, Migaz, Adam Scherenbrock, Not Jack, Curses Stavrogowski, Volker Bach, James Vest, Allison Burt, Jenny Markula, Bjornar Haraldsvik, Blake Bonsack, Thomas Blaze Foschero, Cisco Ace Jackson Garcia, Trizak, Andreas Risberg, Wouter De Hayes, Matthew Holmes, ZK, Eric Maynard, Jose Carlos Madrigal, 
Fabian Winkler, General Piet, Leon Keyes, Raymond Lee, Clay Roberts, JC3, Adam Lindsay, Jojo Denko, Faraz Rizvi, Jeff Easton, Fallen 201, Zustik, Don Turner, Misuki 211, Alexander Zirianov, Aaron Kirk, Jesse Fish, Paul Nolson, Jason Joint, Edison S. Prada Jr., Febra Gundam, Dimitri Zetas, Travis Ng, Ahmed Al Rashed, Buttpuddin, Tuttle, Furious Action Gamer, Jonathan and Amy Alconis, Nathaniel Austin, Mac Reed, Haley Hill, Andrew Stoke, Evan Eng, Joshua Vanswall, Kyle Quintero, Sebastian Trier, Aurelien Grenier, Michael Pliskin, Bonnie and Jason Connor, BBC Chan, Andrew James Miller, Wen Bo Shan, Stephen Wolfer, Kevin Camposano, Diggles, XWF Outlaw, Circean Studios, Ibrahim Sozer, Jack Cullen, Momo Rashid, W. Crusher, Rickard Enbaum, Michael Clendenan, Bread Roll Art, Sean German Efficiency Clinton, Lee Young, Timo Yeager, Eddie Reisner, Chase Caldwell, Christopher Godden, Palkin Sturz and Sturz, Barry, Mikey Mizek Novak, Joey Din, Gon Keff, Kelvin, Adam Henry, Beautiful Kai, Sean Rowe, Caffeine Rage, David Kennedy, Strikeout NZ, Mike Calvi, Bard91, Anthony Daniel Galvin, Daniel Wong, Hadi Ali, Jameson Anderson, Vincent Foliat, Ahab, Neobear, Matthew Migler, Santiago Carrillo, Alex Glass, Junior Motomura, Mylene LaPearl Vanass, Ryan Ponder, Delisi, Tim Strothman, Mither Strongbeard, Nycrypt, Line Crown 19, Mons Anderson, Ivan Skogheim, Jai Aldiar, Tom Masterman, Sam Sorensen, Awesome Express, Natabia Ross, Matt Ferguson, Vishal Singh, Helen Y, Felipe Aguilera, William Heaney, Krister Lundmark, Tim Mann, David, Chris the Pianist, Michelle Nubb, Sandra and Richard Acero, Andrew Smith, Anti Ataraxia, William Haman, Pablo Rodriguez, Jordan Phillips, Yobuts, Philip Klarskov Jensen, Sun Fam, David Amaro, Michael Bisegli, Alex Monaco, Arthur Henrique Chenaglia, Zach Kaczynski, Jameson Lapine, Nuno Amaral, David Boyarski, Rahiv Maharaj, Ryan Wagner, Pete Cerny, Joachim Wiederberg, Travis Kikowski, Christopher Santis, Extravaganza, Gali Gutierrez, Dreams of Caffeine, Chris LaRue, The Fatty Show, Jason Shields, Stephen Cassell, Remy Loisel, Michael Kozachenko, Michael Baloney, Pete Shoemaker, Repus Edud, Cyberboa, Christoph Fatui, Azazel Valkyrie, Alexander McEkern, Jeffrey Marillo, Mazrim Tain, Liam Ahern, Crediar, Jesse Vitelli, A Pack of Puppies, Mr. Anarchy, V. Kira Ray, Tristan Howard, Jason I, Ronka Q, Sean Cornett, Andy Marks, Materia Addict, Rob Middledorp, Robert I, Will Arrowwood, Tyler Wallace, Julius Garcia, Gustav Strombohm, Christoph Packlinger, Alex Lavanier, Nefertiti Jenkins, Malcolm Moshet, Adam, Joel Olson, Justin Chang, Quinn Riley, Robert Ori Einerson, Matt Karwaski, Logan Young, Trevor Thomas, Matthias Clare, Self-Imposed Illegitimate Child, Joel Short, Marco Hernandez, Magnus Rasmussen, Tense George, Dominic Brown, Chad McIntosh, Bunny Chen, Isaac Swanson, Francisco Fialo, Joey and Kate, Raymond Chow, Ian Anderson, Zahid Hosseini Karami, Dan Pan 16, C.S. Lewis, Origachino, Splontot, Ulf himself, Jana, Kim Monk Vonderleith Hagensen Petersen, Colin Hoyleman, Thorfkin, Jethrin, Max His Shame Terman, Shanley Ladia, Rerun, Linson Wu, Luis Ibarra, 
Philip Higdon, Spencer Stevens, Megadeth, Russell Bateman, BM5, Daniel Fuchs, Ivan Ponce, Jay Potter, Christopher A. Butler, Sean Essen, Sebastian Urban, Matt Ford, Alec Church, Culinary Stud, Michael Yao.